Well, in celebration of Elvira leaking early, let's leak a little Guns N' Roses you've never heard before on Canada's Pinball Podcast. Gotta love Axel holding on to these songs for 20 years. Let's get episode. This is a special edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. Let's get it started right now. Doesn't it feel like Jurassic Park just got released and revealed to us like yesterday? And now you wake up on a random Saturday and all of a sudden we, we see the next Stern game in living color out there in the world being shared around the interwebs. And and let me just first state right off the bat that this was not a designed leak by Stern Pinball. Do you want to know what happened? And this person admitted to it on Pinside is somebody figured out uh, you know Stern's website and they sort of they didn't hack it, but what they did was they determined what a what a, what a URL would be to to a site that wasn't yet put live and they figured out what the Elvira URL would be, and they got the images that way, and then they shared those images. So that is how it happened. So do not, for a minute, think that Stern wanted these images out there. Now, that being said, am I not gonna talk about it, and I'm not gonna share it myself on, on my Facebook page? Of course I am. So if you haven't seen the images, they're, they're floating through Pinside. Uh, they are on Canada's Pinball Podcast Facebook page. And we have two images. I haven't seen the Playfield image, which I think is also floating around. Uh, but we have what I believe to be the premium and the Ellie versions of the game. And if rumor is correct, we are also going to get the super limited edition version of Elvira, which will be sold through Elvira's fan page. Now, I'm not sure how many of those there will be or how much they will be and what the super limited edition features will be on the game. Okay, so what is there to talk about? Well, first and foremost, not much, right? The game looks cool. The game does look like, as described to me a few months ago, that there is a big haunted mansion in the back of the game. It's like a haunted house. I believe that's the name of the title, Avira's Haunted House. It definitely looks very cool. And it, it, it kind of, you know, when I saw it, I was like, wow. This is very similar in, in sort of theme and, and sort of world under glass and it's like as, as monsters. And, and, and if you're a fan of the Elvira franchise, I think this game designed by Dennis Nordman is going to fit the bill for you uh, because it is going to stay true to the Scared Stiff and Elvira franchise that a lot of you guys have loved out there. Now, I have to admit, I, I'm not like the hugest Elvira fan, but I definitely understand her appeal. And it comes at an interesting time in the pinball hobby in which the hobby itself is trying to be as politically correct as it possibly can. And attractive female figures on pinball machines have come under attack. And if, if what we're seeing in these images is correct, there is going to be a lot of uh, uh, how do I want to say this? Uh, you know, barely clad Elvira. Uh, you you know, she sells her sex. She sells her sex. You know, her sex appeal. That is her shtick. 
Uh, you, you would never expect to see an Elvira game without their curvaceous and voluptuous Elvira. Right, and every little boy who sees Elvira immediately starts to walk towards her with 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 hands held up. Right now, I mean, not right. It's it's even hard to talk about this stuff because I can just see. Well, not every boy does that. Um, but anyway, you know what I mean. And you're going to get Elvira on this game. Uh, I have to say, just from what I've seen, and I have not seen HD artwork of it so far. Uh, I, I I like the LE art package. The premium, it really does. I don't like it. I don't like it. It just has like the title of the game. Uh, we saw this with Willy Wonka on the standard edition of the game. Uh, I think it needed better art. And even when I see the art that's on the game, again, I think they're trying to recreate the art from the old Elvira games. And if they're trying to go for that, they've succeeded. The problem right now is this, is we've seen how amazing Christopher Franchi's artwork is. Also, his artwork on Elvira, because if, if, if you follow him on Facebook, he has shared some of his Elvira drawings, and they are incredible. They blow this away. I, again, I just think Franchi's got the best art style for pinball and I really hope Stern gets him on some new titles because I know they've been back and forth with him and, and, and I know he's outspoken, but part of me is like, whatever. I'd, I'd be willing to deal with all that because we know when he makes a game, it's going to be the kind of art package that's going to stand the test of time on pinball machines. And it's perfect for pinball machines, especially the kinds of pinball assets these companies have you know, have to work with, he's able to enhance them when he does his drawings and his illustrations over those assets, okay? And I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But that being said, what what is in this game that has us excited? I, I don't know. It's early. It's very early. For me, we're going to obviously be talking a lot about this game in the next few weeks. Here's why. Because the reveal of this game, will happen most likely next week. And that's why these images were put up on the Stern website. They were getting ready to be shared out in the right way. And I, I feel bad because I know Stern had plans to have this game released exclusively with somebody, and now this has spoiled that. Now, it hasn't ruined it because, remember, the only people sharing this stuff are uh, maybe some pinball groups on Facebook and maybe people on Pinside, but the rest of the world out there, right? Elvira has millions of fans around the world. They are not aware of these images they probably will not stumble upon these images so all all can be uh, salvaged in the exclusive reveal of, of this game it, this always happens to stern though it's crazy right these games we always see them for the first time in low res even when they send the games out or, or the distributors get introduced the games for the first time right people are taking cell phone pics of their computer and that's the first time we see the game i just wish somehow some way the first time we saw a game could just be high resolution and we got every single thing we wanted and we got video of gameplay all at once. I know that's wishful thinking. We probably will never get that. Now, what do we know about this game so far? We know that Dennis Nordman designed the game. We know that when interviewed or someone talked to him, he basically said almost everything he designed to be in this game is in the game. There was one mechanism Stern had to remove because of consistency and quality. Now, here's what the person who saw the playfield describes. There are two fast ramps, two flippers. Uh, there is a Munsters 
sorry, monsters, monsters on sticks that jump when you hit stand-ups, a giant Alice Cooper-style haunted house sculpt that might play like medieval madness, so it has one spooky basement lock entrance protected by a stand-up, one ramp up into it, and a ramp that raises, allowing you to enter the cellar of the haunted house. It has a tri-state crypt that kind of reminds him of no good gopher mech, a junk-in-the-trunk physical coffin lock that ejects balls left to right across the playfield, a tall vertical upkick that flings balls right to left across the playfield. The art blades on the LE are gorgeous, he says, and the premium looks naked without them. All right, so that is what we know about the game so far. We know that Dennis Norman designed it. Lyman Sheets is on this game, which has people excited. Here's the big news, though. Here's the very big news, and I hope you're sitting down. This is not, and I repeat, not the next cornerstone game from Stern Pinball. The next cornerstone game from Stern Pinball is supposedly going to be revealed to us by December, and it also is a title that nobody has really guessed. I think it might have been in maybe some of our long lists of things that might happen, but this is exciting because it's amazing how quickly and the cadence at which Stern Pinball can constantly be putting pinball machines out into the world. I mean, one might say they are flooding the market with games because they know that this won't last very long, that the pinball economy is going to collapse and they are going to make as much bank as they can in the next few years. And and that's that. You might be an optimist and say, no way, Chris, you're wrong. Absolutely not. Like this is, nothing's going to slow down people buying these machines. And, you know, when I saw this game, and I saw like, wow, awesome. Again, I mean it when I say this. I, I felt like I was just served Jurassic Park. And now we are served up Elvira so quickly. It sometimes feels like you're at your favorite restaurant, right? And you order like a filet mignon. And you can't wait to have a filet mignon. And they put one down. And you're all excited. You're, you're, you're like eight bites into it. And then all of a sudden, the waiter brings out another filet mignon. And you're like, all right, I don't know if I can get through the first one. And then another one comes out. That's a little bit how I feel lately about the surplus of pinball machines that are coming out nonstop. It's exciting. I'll tell you who should be most excited. The casual pinball player is the ultimate winner. If you out there who has no desire to buy new in-box games, this is your like candy land. I mean, this is amazing. You get to wake up every few months and there's a new game. I'll tell you who I wouldn't want to be, American Pinball. I wouldn't want to be, you know, let's see, Chicago Gaming Company. I wouldn't want to be anyone competing with Stern and trying to sell games at volume. You know, Jersey Jack, it's like they want us to be focused on on Willy Wonka and Jack, he does. Jack puts more into his games. There's no doubt about it. Jack is making a premium product, but it's hard to see how he can steal market share away from a company that just has this level of cadence, right? And Stern games are getting better and better and better like they are. 
and, and I know we haven't talked about the clear code issue and how can people be running into these games until they've told us they've solved that. And yes, that is going to be a question on everyone's mind. But we've done the due diligence. We've made sure that now one of the first questions everybody's going to ask their distributor is, has that problem been solved before you take my money for these games? Now, that being said, if Elvira SLE gets announced this week and they're like, there's only 80 SLEs of, of, of Elvira, do they sell out immediately without people knowing the clear code issue has been solved? Absolutely. I think people with Stern will have enough confidence that they'll fix the problem before these new games are made. I, I, I think that is where we're at in the hobby. If Jersey Jack's uh, collector's editions of Willy Wonka come out next week, will people be as confident that they fixed the problem? I don't know. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be an interesting couple of months to see uh, how these companies, uh, how they communicate and how they convince us that that problem is solved. Okay, but back to the whole point of tons of games. Tons of games based on themes that you may or may not love. Now, if you were to ask me, I still think these themes are niche. Like Elvira's niche. Uh, Monsters is niche. Uh, Jurassic Park, not so niche, but making it not based on the movie definitely puts it into a smaller audience, right? I don't think, you know, how many of you out there are running to like collect Jurassic Park stuff and stuff that's outside of the films themselves? I, I still think it's a little bit of a smaller universe. So what I'm hoping is, you know, first, I always hope these games are great. I'm also hope, and, and it's Lyman Sheets, so it's going to be great. We know that. Uh, I'm just curious what the next cornerstone is. But here's the disease, people. Here's here's where I'm infected and you're infected, and we're all we're all carrying this pinball bug disease. Here's the disease. I'm not even. I'm now already skipping over Elvira to wonder what the cornerstone game is that is supposed to be amazing that no one's guessed. Right? It's September. Um, we just got Jurassic Park in like August, and I'm already jumping over the October release game to see what the December release cornerstone will be. It is, it's, it's so hard to keep doing these mental gymnastics, but here's where it gets really easy. If you just stop thinking you need to own all these games, then it's fun. Sit back, grab some popcorn, check your, you know, check your checking account and watch it grow instead of, you know, diminish as you keep buying game after game. We no longer, we no longer, and I don't care, you have to be really, really rich now to want to wanna own these games without losing money. We no longer can afford the space and the money, most of you out there, to experience these games in your home. And we're seeing it across the board. There is a softening of secondhand sale happening in pinball. And this is why, this is why. I mean, doesn't it feel like Willy Wonka came out like two years ago? Doesn't it feel like Jurassic Park was like a year ago? And like people haven't even people haven't even received their Jurassic Park LEs yet, and we're already like debating Monsters LE. We we are like drug addicts onto the next fix, and we constantly need it. Now the thing we don't do is, is once a game comes out, it it's rarely talked about. And this is again, this is a lot. Of this is just pin side. A lot of it's the podcast. You know, but you know, a game is streamed so many times in the first month that you just get sick of seeing it. It is true when you think about it. When a new game comes out and it's just like stream, 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 stream of it, it's how can you blame us from a getting fatigued by it, sick of it, and then wanting the next? Right? 
It's like watching the same movie over and over and over. It's like, what's that scene in Pee Wee? It's like again and again and again, you know, when they're like, when they're going over the evidence, right? In the, in the basement. Anyway, it, it's exciting for guys who just want to play pinball. It's got to be a little bit nerve wracking for those of you who want to collect pinball machines and buy them all new in box and put them in your home. I think where we're at now though, and this is why I'm excited. I'm excited because there are so many games. And all these games, for the most part, will get made. Uh, all these games will be available to me should I want one. But I'm also excited because I can now wait until a game is fully finished before I make up my mind and I can go get it. And nothing is really hard to get anymore. Nothing. Not even like the Big Lebowski. If you really want one, yeah, you might have to pay more, but you can still just get it. I learned this lesson with Magic Girl. It's like, if you think there's a game out there that you're going to have to buy because it will never become available to you, it, you think again. Everything will be available, even even Supreme Pinball, right? And so and so, it's, it's a great time to sort of witness this. Like, we are, we are in the new golden age of pinball. Like, there's more pinball machines and companies right now than there was in the 90s. There's more games coming out, it feels like, than even back then. And, and, and unlike then, these games aren't abused in arcades. They are in people's homes and they become available in almost mint pristine condition. So that, that's, that's what excites me. But I also am just like, I also feel like all of us, here's the problem. Because we are so addicted to the next thing, I think most of us are having a, a hard time appreciating, savoring, and just being happy with what we have, right? And if you look at, go beyond pinball, just keys to happiness in life and, and, and Zen philosophy, sometimes approaching life in a way where you look at everything you have and say, I don't need any more. I'm content with what I have. Now, the problem is like in pinball, like we're the, we're the, us pinball fanatics are the complete opposite. It's, it's always, I can't wait to see what's next. I, I can't wait to see if I want to buy the next game. The next game is going to be better than the game I have. There's this constant sort of pursuit of pinball magic perfection uh, that ultimately, if we get on that train, we're, we're all left, we're, we're all let down, right? We're, we're left sort of feeling unfulfilled because we're chasing after some sort of dream pin in our head that just will never be made. And I just wish we had more time to savor these games. I do. I do. I, I, I mean that. I think great games now sometimes come out. And, and I said that with Deadpool is just nothing has time. Nothing is in theaters long enough. I think that's a good metaphor. Nothing is in theaters long enough to actually, you know, get discussed and be seen by enough and played by enough and enjoyed by enough over time to be considered a great game anymore. It's everything's just, oh, we're on to the next. Get it in, get it out. Get it in, get it out. That's the way it is right now. I remember when Shawshank Redemption was first in theaters, nobody went to see it. And then all of a sudden, the Academy recognized it, and all of a sudden, it became a classic. So, you know, the, 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 the pathway to becoming a classic pinball machine, you know, something that holds up year after year after year, uh, it's, 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 it's hard, right? What would you consider to be, the, 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 in the last five years, games that are just great, that universally were like, this is awesome. I'm not even going to talk about that because this is a special edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. It's not an episode, all right? So you don't get all of Canada on today's show. So where's Deep Root, all right? We talked about them. They're not showing much this year. They're waiting. 
I, I think it's a mistake, and I'll tell you why. I, I think this clear code issue was, was a great opportunity for Robert to swoop in, and a lot of the money was, was waiting to see the manufacturer's response to this issue, and what a great time it would have been to just show that you're not going to have any of those issues because here's how you're making your game at least. So maybe that's what we see in Houston. Uh, if you ask me, if you if you were to ask me, my guess is I think they'll show their cabinet design, where I think the playfield pops out and turns around on a rotisserie. I think you're going to see sort of like that, like the skeleton platform of of Deep Root Games and what they'll be in. But I don't think we're going to see too much more. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't. I don't know any specifics. This is all speculation. All right, American Pinball. I I don't. I don't. I don't know how they're going to. I don't know. I don't know. They need a killer title. They need a killer title. You know, even Spooky, you know, if Scott Denise is making something haunted house theme and this game hits right when Spooky might be ready to show something on that, will that cause them to change direction? You know, how much, you know, it's crazy too because Spooky Pinball, if there's one company that should be making Elvira, it's Spooky Pinball. Uh, but Stern grabbed it. And you have to, you have to on some level think that Stern took some of these spooky themed games away from Chuck and secured them simply because they know that 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 competitively gives them an advantage to spooky pinball. And maybe some of these moves were were Stern getting back at them because Stern sort of uh, wanted TNA but didn't get it and Chuck got it. Maybe some of that is left over from, from, from that deal gone bad for Stern. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? It, it is interesting. And you look, we all know that Stern taking Godzilla away from Spooky w- was a real jerk move. No way around it. Stern, Stern doesn't want Godzilla, Toho Godzilla. They know that this is one of Charlie's dream themes. And when you're stealing, it's not stealing, but they, they basically went in and got something that they didn't really need. And it would have been Charlie's dream theme to make. That sucks too, right? This sucks. Like, do they really need to do that? Do they need to put their their thumb down and their heel down on Chuck? Uh, this tiny little boutique? Uh, you know, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the right move to make. But again, as I've always said, there are no friends in this in this pinball world. As much as everyone likes to be like, it's a, everything's good for the hobby. You know, we're expanding pinball. We we should be in this together. That's total BS. Welcome to the real world of business, people. You think Marriott and Hilton like want to help each other out? And Delta and American Airlines, nope. They would love to see the competitor go under. It means more money to them. Anyway, so more to come this week. Can't believe it happened in September. And I, I thought we would at least have to wait till like next month. I don't know how our brains can process so many games. And then on top of this, add in Deep Root. On top of this, add in Kingpin. On top of this, add in Puny. What is that? Puny, Puny Pinball crap. Uh, on top of this, add in Cosmic Carnival. On top of this, you know, those guys want to make another pinball machine. On top of this, right? Cactus Canyon remake. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. I can't. I can't. My head's spinning. I'm going to go to the gym right now. I encourage you guys to work out more than you play pinball. We're going to go do, uh, I think, a leg exercise today. I never like leg day, but you have to. You have to. You don't want to walk around life looking like Donkey Kong with like huge upper body and like skinny legs. You look stupid, all right? Everybody, more episodes to come as more of Elvira is revealed. And let's end this podcast with a little new Guns N' Roses that leaked. 
right? It's the week of leaking stuff. Uh, this song is called Perhaps. You heard it at the beginning and you'll hear it at the end. Have a great day, everybody.